you are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 47. I am sitting here with Dr. Jason Pero. He is a natural holistic practitioner and corrective chiropractic uh, doctor in rehab in Charleston. I wrote Charlotte, but I'm at Charleston. And he is here with us. We're going to be talking a little bit about the keto diet. We will be talking about different ways to help uh, your posture with things like text neck. And if you don't know what that is, I'm sure you will by the end of the podcast. And he's going to take us through just a day in the life of a healthy, fit, young male, um, what we can be doing to better our health and all that good stuff. So get excited. You guys will love this. So we've got Dr. Jason right here. How are you? How's it going? I'm doing great, doing great. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. No one ever says thank you, so I appreciate that. Um, So tell us about you. Tell us what's going on and kind of your story, your background. Paint people a picture. Oh, absolutely. Um, So I am a board certified chiropractor, but I'm a natural health practitioner, which means that I do more of a holistic approach to health. Now, I didn't just wake up one day and decide to do that. It was kind of a journey that took me to that. Um, so back in the day, I was trying to decide what to do, and I volunteered in the hospital and just kind of hated the really the feel of it. And I just, you know, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And uh, so I went and I shadowed a chiropractor, and he, you know, he just loved life. And so I, I thought there was something to that. And it wasn't until I started getting adjusted that I started really seeing life-changing things happening. Like I was an athlete growing up, and I. I was like a middle linebacker, tailback on the football team, and I played sports year-round, basketball, baseball, and I grew up in the old school, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, literally with my bones, you know? (laughs) So, well, you know, come to realize, like, I didn't have to live with pain. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to realize that, and it wasn't until I got under care that I really started seeing some drastic changes. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of what led me down this whole natural health journey. Because mm-hmm. I feel like chiropractic is only part of what you do. Right. So once you dove into chiropractics and like fixing yourself, that's when you got even deeper into the holistic adventure. Mm-hmm. So talk, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I reached out to you because I noticed you were you know, one of the leaders in the community in the fitness realm. And so I I checked out you on Instagram and I was like, wow, I really got to connect with Liza. And so from there, I just, you know, I told you, I said, well, is there anything I can speak on on your podcast? Mm -hmm. And you were like, absolutely. What do you want to speak on? Uh Well, I know, well, if you guys check out his Instagram, which pause the podcast, go check it out right now. There's good shit on there. It's at dr.jace, dr.jace, J-A-S-E. But, um... I saw on there that you talk a lot about the keto diet, which in the world of fitness and health, that is a huge hot topic right now. So how do you connect, you know, fitness and your chiropractic health and your muscles, bones, spine with your diet and things like that? And then how did you get led to keto? Oh gosh, it's, it's all so tightly interlaced and woven. It's, it's crazy. You know, as a society, we tend to just look at everything in parts. You know, we think, oh, if we just take this out of our diet, we're going to be good. Or if we just, you know, if we just treat a symptom, we're going to heal the whole thing. And it's just not the case. So when you look at the whole person, you have to look at diet. You have to look at inflammation. Where's it coming from? Is it everyday stress? Is it diet related? Is it, you know, is it their spines just misaligned and causing stress up there? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of different components and it, it all goes into the whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, fitness has always been part of my life 
and you know growing up playing sports and then I told you a little bit earlier you know I actually did a little competition the NPC men's oh, yeah. physique competition so that was four years ago it seems like it was a long long time ago um, but one thing I you know I did a lot of research and how to do everything and get into peak week have you heard of peak week I have but a lot of the listeners might not have so Talk about fitness competitions and peak week, what do you mean? All right, so peak week is the week leading into the actual show. So it's a specific week where you manipulate your water and sodium so that oh, you look- mm-hmm, so chiseled. That, so that, right, so that you get that really dry look and you get that really vascular look when you get out on stage. So your veins are popping out and you look like you're- Thin skin, veins, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you might see some of these people on Instagram and trying to sell diet plans and all that too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that was the peak week thing. But from there, I really, I didn't realize there was such a science to manipulating your body to look the way you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing this diet, that diet. And I remember back in chiropractic school, I did a, uh, something called the master cleanse. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. I've never done it, but okay. I've heard about it. So it's tell insane. what does the master cleanse entail? It's ins- yeah, don't ever do it. No, it sounds terrible. <laughs> So it was, um, it was lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup, mm-hmm. right? And so you had to like, you couldn't eat anything and you had to just do this, like as much as you wanted, I think. I don't remember, it was, I don't know, seven years ago. Yeah. And so it was a bad idea, because at the time, I was supposed to meet my girlfriend's mom, and you know, I was the third day into the master's cleanse, and I was just irritable and hating the world. So you can imagine that didn't go very well. <laughs> Honestly, I don't understand the master cleanse because it's like pure fructose from from the lemon. It's it's basically just spiking your insulin over and over again, which I guess is why some people are like, oh, I did it for a day. It was not so bad. I'm like, yeah, you were spiked the whole time. But I feel like, like my mom did it when I was in college, so years and years ago. But she, um, yeah, I mean, I she did it and she was just so sour the whole time and I was like is this really worth it and she was like absolutely and she would always break you know and get Chick-fil-a french fries after the a day and a half but I just don't understand it I don't know why I understand that there was vitamin c and stuff but go on about it yeah it was it was just a really big fad diet I mean that was that's the problem is you know there's all these fad diets come and go and it's super trendy for a little bit and it goes away so unlike that unlike that diet the keto diet is more of a sustainable diet where you can actually take out those those foods and those um, carbs that create the cravings mm-hmm. and make you want to eat more after you just ate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get this yo-yo or you get this peaks and valleys of your insulin and glucose going mm-hmm. up and down and you don't have sustained energy. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was one of the biggest things I liked about the keto and drew me to keto is that you can still eat fairly normal you can have sustained energy mm-hmm. and you can reduce inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. Which clearly is huge. I feel like when you were talking about trendy diets, I feel like keto has been put in that category of being a trendy diet. Cause that's why like only in the past, I don't talk about keto on my Instagram, social media, podcast really ever but I still have clients asking me about it all the time. They're like, okay, it seems like a quick fix because you're basically reducing, drastically reducing carbohydrates and sugar and different things like that. But I feel like there's different spectrums of the keto diet. Some people are super rigid about it. Other people just follow guidelines type of thing. But 
do you do like blood testing or urine testing and test your ketones and anything like that? Or I feel like that's a little crazy. Not crazy. It's great because you can prove that it's working, but like I just I would never pee on a stick just to be like, yep, I'm on a diet. Right. So I peed on a stick. Yes. So you can shame me. Um, <laughs> no shame. I just want to hear about the pee stick. Keep going. <laughs> so I know men have a little more control, so it's not that bad. But for a woman, I can see that how that would be challenging. Um, but I did it because, you know, obviously, I just, as an analytical, a little more analytical person growing up in like a science, you know, a science background, I wanted to like see that, okay, this is legit. Mm -hmm. Like, let's do a little experiment. Mm -hmm. And and it worked. And, you know, there was definitely ketones in the urine. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, no, I never got to the severe ketosis. Yeah. It was in the more moderate one. Which, to me, I think they wanted me to cut my grams of carbs down even more. Um, and at that point, I was probably between 20 and 30 a day. And so if you know anything about ketosis, you know that the recommendation is between staying under 10 to 50 grams of carbs a day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's like, what, what's, you know, what does it take for you to get to 20 grams of carbs in your typical diet? It doesn't take much. It takes me like a big bite. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. So... You know, so you have to kind of mitigate all that and figure out foods mm. to eat where you can get one, two grams, three grams of carbs here and there, and you still feel full throughout the day too. Yeah. And without getting too much cheese where you get, you know, you, you can't go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So for someone who's listening to this and you're talking about keto, what is your definition of the keto diet and what are some of its benefits? Like really starting from the top for someone who's just like, I read a magazine article or I saw it and said, Charlize Theron, you know, does the keto diet. Oh, hey. Hey. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Y'all, this is my roommate, Liza, on the podcast. Hey, girl. Say hi. Okay. <laughs> um, but if someone were to just see the word keto, what do you think you would say to them if they were just like, hey, should I do it? Yeah, so if, if they're like thinking or contemplating about doing it, definitely should read up on um, how to transition into it because you don't want to end up with keto flu. Talk so about that. The keto flu is, is a real thing. It happened to me. I sloppily went back into keto after coming off it for a while. So I don't like live in ketosis all the time. I'm not one of those diehard live in it for months kind of people. Yeah. Like, I'll do it for a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there, a month here. And it's just something that if I get off track and I'm like, you know, one day I eat a cheeseburger, the next day I'll go and eat you know, pizza and drink some beer, mm -hmm. then I need to like really reel that shit in. Yeah. So then I'll like, you know, jump into keto a day or two later. So okay. I can really kind of, you know, ebb and flow that whole scenario. Okay. Um, so ketosis essentially is you deprive yourself of car carbohydrates so that your body will extract uh, ketone bodies out of the fat cells and mm -hmm. utilize that as energy instead of the readily available carbs in for instance, breads and grains and that sort of thing. Mm. So when you, it takes you to about two to four days to get into ketosis for you to get rid of the carbohydrates in your blood or the glucose in your blood, excuse me, and then the glycogen stores in your body. Mm -hmm. To truly it's, deplete them all. To, to, yeah, mm -hmm. to really deplete the carbs and so your body will start utilizing those fat stores mm -hmm. because that's what, you know, why ketosis is so appealing to most people is because the stubborn fat and yeah. it's so hard as you get older to lose the stubborn fat without mm -hmm. 
you know, doing something drastic. Yeah. Like, have you done, have you heard anything about these medical weight loss programs? Like HCG? I've never heard of HCG. Okay. So HCG is a bit different and it's, uh, it's called hemocanadogotrophin. So what it is, it's, it's a shot you like give into your stomach daily uh -huh. and then you, uh, you stay on a calorie restricted diet of about 500 calories to 800 calories a day. So you're really restricting your calories and they don't really differentiate that based on how active you are because you said you're very active at high-low, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were to eat five to 800 calories a day, fuck yeah, I'd lose weight. Like, right. okay, there we go. Right. That's it. So, so what effect is the, you know, the HCG shot doing? And, and that's, that's always been kind of a little bit controversial, but the HCG is a hormone that pregnant women secrete. And so they secrete it so that if they do go into uh, starvation mode, that it'll it'll rapidly release the fat from their body to provide for the baby. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh so. my god. Well, a friend of mine just had a baby, so I can't wait to tell that fun fact. Yeah. Um. So, but when you're talking about the keto flu. So that typically happens during the first two or so days because it takes that long. If you're saying to get all the glu glucose and the sugar out of your bloodstream, then you know you start to feel depleted and exhausted and fatigued. What what does that look like? What's a keto flu like? If someone's jumping into keto and just being like fuck it, no carbs, mm -hmm. then that sounds like the kind of person who's going to do the keto flu and be like, it's not for me, it's not for me. So you think if you do it properly, it's it's more sustainable. Yeah, so I got off track a little bit there, but the keto flu, you're gonna get it if you do things like neglect your electrolytes. You mm -hmm. don't drink enough water. And um, so, I mean, it happened to me, like I said, it happened within two days mm -hmm. because I kind of just dove right in, didn't really plan for it, and next thing I know, I'm, you know, I feel like I've got a fever in bed and can't move. Crazy. So, right, so yeah. you get your flu-like symptoms, you know, you feel nausea, potentially dizziness, yeah. Um, achiness, soreness, and you just feel like complete shit. Yeah. So I did that. It lasted a day. Now sometimes it can go. The flu lasted a day. Yeah. So it was in and out a day because I was just like, why did this happen? And you know, I meant because you forget, right? And yeah. So I had to kind of do a little bit of research or listen to. Uh, my girlfriend told me like, hey, well, you need to go ahead and did you get electrolytes? And I'm like, oh crap, you know. So no. You know, just like I'm not perfect. Yeah. Make mistakes, even though I've done it before and in and out. Yeah. Um, so do your research, prepare for when you do get on it, and then make sure you do a little bit of meal prep too. Yeah. Because meal prep is super important, especially if you're making a big lifestyle change mm -hmm. and trying to be successful with it. So planning to succeed rather than lacking the plan. Great point for anyone listening. Hello, nutrition guides, meal plans. Check out the website. But um, no, I think that's amazing. And also, I was just reading a little bit about ketosis before we started the podcast. It was talking about how um, you know you do you know it mentioned the keto flu, talking about how you know you do like you said lose a lot of those essential minerals, and it's because when you are storing carbohydrates, it's easier for you to store those minerals but when you are consuming mostly fats and proteins you're um you're losing a lot of water as well so you're basically like dehydrating your body which is why you automatically not automatically but like you feel pretty lean pretty quick once you get rid of that fluff from carbs um so 
I think I tell my listeners all the time to pinch a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt in their water every morning, and that replenishes a shit ton of electrolytes and minerals and that type of thing. I think that's great. Fantastic. So, you know, you don't always have to go, because a lot of people are like, oh, electrolytes, Gatorade, you know, and then there's sugar, and that takes you out of ketosis, and then blah, blah, blah. So, you know, other sources of minerals, I think, would be vital. Anyways, second. Yeah, I mean, they even make, like, you know, supplements, like electrolyte supplements, and you can just... Like smart water yeah, has electrolytes. Right. So, uh, the biggest thing is, or probably the, the best thing to do is if you do plan to do ketosis is to maybe drink some like bone broth mm -hmm. and uh, that's got plenty of sodium in it mm -hmm. and so you know like you said is you're gonna have excessive uh, you, you know you're gonna excessive urination so when you when you have lot. when you pee a lot so you're, you're gonna pee out a lot of electrolytes mm -hmm. so you need to keep an electrolyte balance in your body so that your body doesn't go into shock mm -hmm. essentially yeah and um, yeah. Which is why a lot of people are like, yeah, I tried keto for a couple of days. It really wasn't for me. Like I had no energy, yada, yada, yada. But truly. Yeah, they did it wrong. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I also, I mean, because I have to bring this up, I am more, I take more of a balanced approach where I think that it's great to, and yes, all the listeners can probably hear all the subs outside. Like <laughs> I live downtown, everyone gets wild. But um, yeah, I feel like. I go for a more balanced approach where if you have that balance, but also I also believe in the guinea pig approach. Like there are some weeks where I am lower carb naturally because my body needs that or wants that. And then there are other day times when, you know, I eat a shit ton of lentils, which are high in carb, but also high in fiber. So I believe in like a huge fiber intake, which comes naturally with carbohydrates. So I think that keto is great for sometimes and like a month at a time solidly properly I just I feel like I don't know if I would fully support like a full-time for your life ketosis yeah. or keto well I, feel I like mean your body like needs those carbohydrates for your brain function and that type of thing absolutely I, I, I totally agree that everything in moderation approach um, I'm not diehard keto supporter like oh yeah keto or nothing mm -hmm. you know I'm not I'm not part of that mm -hmm. that train so I think that's why I cycle in and out because I like to be human. Yeah. And not only that, but I feel like I need to regain balance sometimes, you know, depending on how stressful life gets or how hard I'm working out or, you know, just whatever changes in yeah. life throws at you. Um, you may need to kind of come off of it for a little bit. You got to ebb and flow, baby. So, you know, with, uh, with that whole training thing I was talking about earlier and doing the NPC event, it was one thing I didn't really do properly was um, come out of dieting properly. Mm -hmm. So when you don't do that, you you know you put on that your body like thinks it's been starving, and then you start eating all this stuff, mm -hmm. and what happens? It just stores and retains, and then you blow up. Yeah, you have, like, your body's one like one bite of a brownie, and you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like we were just talking about when you deplete and deprive yourself for that what is it called, the cut week, the peak, peak week. week, for peak week, mm -hmm. then you have your, you know, cheat meal, or not cheat meal, but like reward meal, and then you feel like a bag of dog shit afterwards. You mm -hmm. absolutely blow up because your body's like, oh my God, sodium, like right. what do I do? Um, or you, you, you become such a fat burning machine that when you come off of it, you get cocky and you're like, you know what, I can eat whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then you do that for a given amount of time and next thing you know, you come away from working out and, you, and mm -hmm. your diet's gone completely off the deep end. 
it becomes almost like manic in the way you are so it's either really hot or really cold I think that that's for another podcast I feel like I have opinions <laughs> about that but I, I I think it's awesome that you tried it especially because you don't have it doesn't seem like you have a rigid outlook about it but I feel like if you have already you know maybe a difficult relationship with food then maybe it isn't the best thing to do f- until you can kind of figure out the depths of why here anyways different podcasts different podcasts that's totally <laughs> getting off track anyways but um as far as like last question about keto because i know i've talked to your ear about it but the what would your if you were doing keto right now what would a day in your life look like would you be doing intermittent fasting would you have butter in your coffee like tell me breakfast lunch dinner kind of thing wow okay so <laughs> i guess breakfast first thing i, I I would do butter in the coffee. I mean, I do. What kind of butter? Kerrygold butter. Okay. There so you go. yeah, so from the good cows overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't do dairy, right? I don't do dairy. Right. So I limit dairy. Mm-hmm. I don't drink like, milk, but I'll eat butter and I'll eat cheese all day long. Um, so I would do the butter in the coffee. Kind of just wakes up my brain. It's good brain food. You want the MCTs, the uh, the medium chain triglycerides. So those are really really good for you. A lot of people get high cholesterol and um, you know, that's one of the best things I recommend before they go on any kind of statin or some, some other like thing that's going to be more harmful than good is to actually supplement with MCTs or doing something like, you know, eating more of the coconut oil or uh, healthy butter like Kerrygold. Mm-hmm. And so that'll help kind of reduce those numbers of overall triglycerides and mm-hmm. cholesterol. Anyway, so beyond that, I would either eat some eggs, so I'll eat maybe two eggs in the morning. With um, the egg whites as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yolks, just making sure or not egg whites with the egg yolks yes yes mm-hmm. the whole the whole kit and caboodle good so then so i'll eat that maybe i'll do like a mid-morning snack just depending on hungry again i'll do like a protein shake um that becomes pretty important when you start training a lot mm-hmm. i feel like because one of the biggest things i notice about my body now everybody's different is if i'm not getting a certain amount of protein i can't build muscle and lose fat and yeah. that's like that's it took me a while like I kind of got off the train and kind of had to get back on and that was one of the biggest things I learned about myself um, so then for lunch I'll probably do like a salad I made sure to mix get some well, greens go some... back what's in the protein shake oh it's just a simple protein shake on the go I mean if you're at the office you know you want something okay. quick okay mid-morning just like sustain energy so keep your metabolism up so you're just doing like water are you doing almond water. milk or coconut nope. milk nope no nope. I mean you can it's all fine just mm-hmm. do unsweetened yeah um, so I think there's like eight grams or so and maybe less in a cup of that. But, uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, lunchtime, I'll just, like I said, I'll do a salad. I'll do a big salad. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my accent's coming out. <laughs> Y'all, he's from Michigan. The salad and thing. The, he, he said <laughs> mom earlier and I was like, where are you from? <laughs> so there's a little bit of an accent, but so, totally looks like an athlete. He knows what he's talking about. Don't let the accent fool you. Just right. kidding. Go ahead. So I love, uh, Earth Fair. I mean, they they have great salads there so I'll go there mm-hmm. and uh, you know feta the whole nine whatever I want on it and I won't even add a meat to it because I feel like I'll just get my mid-afternoon protein shake for another 25 grams 20 grams mm-hmm. protein um, and then I'll eat a dinner and then have a later night either like smoothie or protein drink okay. so I, because I, I like I said I have to get a certain amount of protein because yeah. I, I like to work out a lot and I like mm-hmm. to be intense when I do mm-hmm. so like push the limit so I have to do that for myself so how many um, grams of protein do you think you'd be getting a day like when you're training hard 
for a guy, you're six feet tall, yeah, dish, six one, you're yeah. sitting down, six one, sorry. Um, what would your protein intake be? So there's a lot of conflicting like things out there. You know, the average, they recommend that you get like 10% of your diet and protein. I tend to stick towards the 80% or 0.8 grams for every, like, sorry, <laughs> 0.8 grams for every, <laughs> for every pound of, um, of how much you weigh. So if uh -huh. I weigh 200 pounds, I should be getting 160 grams mm -hmm. of protein. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm working out moderate to heavy. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working out, you know, three to five days a week, that's where I need to be. Yeah, I like that. Good to know, because a lot of people are, they come to me and they want to lose weight and they you know don't want to get bulky anything like that and then they're like but i don't want to miss out on protein i'm like no. you're not going to have a protein deficiency if you have like a bountiful diet you're fine so thank you for addressing that like if you're lifting heavy and you want to have explosive workouts and you want to be gaining muscle protein intake is definitely vital by the way absolutely yeah. absolutely and yeah i feel like that's a big like misnomer too is women just tend to shy away from doing things like that because they don't want to get bulky but I don't know. It's, it's kind of surprising. I think it's going away slowly now. I think so too. And it's not as it's not as common. Well, bulk is just like a layer of fat over muscle. So there's no such thing as like fatty muscle. It's just there's muscle there, you know. So you gotta lean out. That might be a good time to start like reducing carbs and not cutting them. But also, it's a good time to start reducing just calories in general. So. Right. And as you know, I mean, you have to put on muscle to burn fat. Mm -hmm. So even if someone is worried about that. It could be something like, well, yeah, put on some muscle and then we could lower your protein intake and that muscle will go away. Mm -hmm. and just reduce your calories. So, I mean, there are ways to essentially kind of yeah. you know, shave that off. And also for people who are listening, it, it's, you know, you might find something that works for you for, you know, a whole year, two years, but then your body changes, life changes, your workout routine might change. You might hit a plateau, you know. I think that your diet hits a plateau just as much as your muscle and your body does. So I think that always changing it up a little bit, confusing your body is super important. Um, so I, I like to hear that. That's good to know. Right. Just like working out. I mean, you can't do the same thing every day and expect to like your body to change. No, not even a little bit. But so what are your workouts like? What are you doing? Well, I do. Um, I like to do high intensity interval training. I like mm -hmm. to, I wish I was a runner, but I'm built more like a linebacker. So I don't. No, you're built like, uh, what is his name? Like Johnny Bravo, like stocky, <laughs> you know, big chested barrel guy, but like, you're still lean. You right. know? You so, look like you used to be an athlete kind of thing, you know? Used to be. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Thanks. I didn't mean it like used to be an athlete. I Jeez. just knew that you currently were, you know, a, a doctor so I figured you were not a professional athlete um, yeah so I mean I, I like to change and so you know I can't just do the same thing day in day out whether it's you know pick things up and put things down mm -hmm. at the weight room so I have a membership over at Pivotal I do a little bit of Orange Theory and then of course I do a little bit of Hilo too so plug 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 right right so um, you know I don't run as much as I want mm -hmm. uh, the orange theory gives me a little bit of chance to do that mm -hmm. a mile and a half two miles during the session uh, so that's good for me yeah just to almost like force yourself to do that cardio a little bit um, as far as your workouts go I wanted to get into this so before we started recording you guys we I always talk to them like they're right here like they're just small stuffed animals on my floor like I'm putting on a performance um, <laughs> 
But before we started recording, I wanted to ask him a little bit about this thing called text neck. And this gets into it because I want to know like some maybe good movements or workouts to help with posture and like stability and things like that. So there's this, you know, concept called text neck, text neck that has gotten really um, just big in the last 10 years just because of all the texting that's been happening. You know, you're sitting at a desk all day or you're bent over, you're hunched like Quasimodo syndrome and we talked a little bit about what we could do just at home to alleviate maybe a little pressure or anything like that and he kind of walked me through it so he's gonna he's gonna do a little demo so keep your ears you know perked up because this is gonna be cool all right TextNet go (laughs) go all right so um, TextNet essentially is like one of those things where you're sitting a lot you're looking down at your phone you're looking down at your keyboard, your notes, um, or you're looking at your computer screen. I mean, you could be staring to the left at one of your computer monitors or to the right. And what you're doing is creating a lot of tension and a lot of problems, especially in the upper part of the neck, like your suboccipital region is what it's called. So there's certain muscles in there that'll tend to get really, really tight. Mm-hmm. Your head's about the, the size of a bowling ball. So it's about eight to 10 to 12 pounds, just depending on how big your noggin is and you have this really fragile structure, your neck, that's supposed to hold it up and all these vital nerves come down and out and go all over the place in the body. So when you're holding up this head and you're looking down, your muscles tend to fatigue like as in anything else. Like if you're holding something out in front of you, your muscles are gonna fatigue and you're gonna drop it. Mm -hmm. So your neck can only do so much Mm -hmm. for so long and then other muscles will start to come in and compensate. Um, So a big, or a a cheat to kind of get around that or to loosen up those neck muscles Mm -hmm. is to give yourself that double chin, right? So pull that chin in. So wait, so we're, okay, you have two fingers, your pointer finger and your middle finger on your chin and you're pushing it back, like Mm -hmm. tucking it back. And you're you're kind of sitting up, you're sitting up straight and then you want to go ahead and take your thumb and place it right underneath the, um, the base of your skull. So you'll find some spots in there that are really kind of tender. Mm-hmm. Do you find one? I mean, yeah, all over the place. Okay. So, <laughs> so then you want to kind of really push in there. If it, if it hurts, you found one. If, if it doesn't hurt, then you probably need to look a little bit harder. Y'all, he did it to me earlier and I was like, ow, but it felt amazing afterwards. So make sure it hurts. <laughs> right. So tuck your chin and kind of pull it in and then dig your thumb in and up and push up and kind of towards the ceiling and that'll help to alleviate some of those, that tension in those suboccipital muscles and allow for some release. So you can maybe stave off that headache, reduce the neck stiffness, the pain, and all that stuff that comes with sitting at a desk all day. Do you think that that leads to migraines? Or what kind of headaches? Because I feel like a lot of people just go to Advil. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's unfortunate. I had a guy earlier today that came into the office and he told me he had, he was in a bad, accident anyway way back when and so he took Advil for three years straight three or four years straight and he was taking 800 milligrams three times a day hello liver right so he ended up destroying his uh, large colon and they diagnosed him with um, IBS or some chronic disease like that and it's some inflammatory disease and they had to you know go in and and fix all that but you know you can only fix it so much once you destroy it. So you mm-hmm. have to be careful what you put into your body, right? So you can't. I mean, obviously, if you're hungover, you're gonna go and grab something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for something if for like daily pain, and you're feeling like you know, 
don't know, you're just feeling it's affecting your quality of life, then you have to grab some Advil. You need to yeah. do something else about it. Yeah. So that's where chiropractic PT comes into play. I mean, really, they invented like opioids. They invented painkillers just so you could do the therapy and get through the therapy while it hurts. Good point. It's not there to like replace the therapies and the and the chiropractic adjustments. It's there to work in conjunction. Yeah, because I mean, as we all know, we just don't think about it that much. A headache is just a side effect of something worse and bigger that's happening. Yeah. 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 There's always a, there's always a cause to it. I mean, sometimes it can be hormonal. And, you know, a lot of a lot of times, too, we're quick to write something off as being mm -hmm. one thing and just kind of like, oh, it's just this mm -hmm. because it's the easy way to think about it rather than taking responsibility and actually getting it checked out. Uh, Courtney, you're going to listen to this and be like, damn it, Liza, I told you you need to come in because I went to the chiropractor a mm, couple like two weeks ago and because um, I had been having like a little tenseness in my right shoulder and I thought it was from bending down so much. I really think it's because I sleep on my shoulder. That's probably a lot of it. So I've been trying to sleep on my back more and it has gotten better, but if it doesn't get better in like a week or two, I'm going to have to call her. Dang. Ah, bigger issue. I know, I know, but I don't want to end up having like a chronic issue. So that kind of leads me into best practices for just your life. Cause I know 90% of people listening to this, they, um, maybe they don't, have the opportunity like you or I might where we can be super active during the day walking around a ton you know interacting with people you know moving our body so for someone who has a nine to five someone who is sitting in the car a lot like mm -hmm. picture Ned the truck driver he's sitting in the car for eight hours a day what are some things to do to like loosen up hips or you know help your shoulders what are some things that people can do at home yeah so uh, I've got a blog it's called drjace.com spelled out d-o-c-t-o-r J-A-S-E. Um, so I generally post on different things like that and on the Instagram. So if you haven't already followed, go to at dr.jace. Um, and I'll post this in the show notes too so people can click to the blog super simply. So I always, I always try to update with important tips or things that are easy like lifestyle hacks. Obviously, you know, when someone comes to me for the first time, I want to eventually like get them to more of like a wellness basis where they come once in a while and we just do a quick check and like, okay, you're good, you're aligned. And I don't want to have to see that person two, three times a week for the rest of life. I'd rather not. But so like for something like sitting at a desk all day, the biggest thing is to get up and to move, mm -hmm. right? So the stagnation, the just sitting there, your circulation is poor. Um, your back's going to start hurting because sitting is the worst position for your lower back. Mm -hmm. You're better off standing. It's less pressure in your lower back. Um, so making sure to get up, finding reasons, maybe setting like a little timer every 30 minutes, every hour, um, getting up and moving. There's also, they also make like stand-up desk or sit-stand so you can kind of go back and forth. Which are incredible. So that's, that's important too because then you're, you're getting different activity, you're engaging different muscles. And so your muscles that are engaged all day aren't just stiffening up, they're not, you know, they're not locking in. And so that's what we want to prevent, that's what I mean by circulation, is you want the blood flow to continue to go in and out and flushing and making sure those muscles aren't just staying in contraction all day. And so that you want to elongate them and you want to contract them. Mm -hmm. And that'll lead to, you know, healthy spine, uh, it'll lead to better circulation, which will improve a whole host of different things beyond just pain and, and that. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing is get up and move. Now, if you can't get up and move, if you're sitting, if you're a postal driver, if you drive for Amazon, Uber, something along those lines, then 
you know, you need to be kind of, well, if you're delivering packages, when you get out of the car, you need to kind of take advantage of that, you know, do a little bit of twisting, turning, kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of just uh, unwinding. Up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, unwinding yourself, because uh, we get really, you know, I feel like our shoulders roll in, our head goes forward, and we kind of become... Hunchville. You know, really, just, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's probably the biggest, biggest thing I see. And, the, and I think another thing too is, if you're, if, again, if you're stranded and you just kind of have to sit there, you want to do things to kind of open up, you know, the chest. So you want to maybe um, do like the doorway stretches are great, but if you can't get a doorway, maybe grab onto your desk or the bottom of your chair. Oh, and then brilliant. And twist your body the other way and even drop your head and, and neck down to the other side. And you feel a good pull all the way through your shoulders too. Love so, that. Love so that's that. another another easy one people can try and mm -hmm. see if it works for them. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. I love that so much. What do you think about yoga? I really like yoga. I, I like hot yoga. That's that's my jam. Yeah. Good answer. Love I, that too. Um, yeah. So I like the I like the vinyasa. Did I say that right? The vinyasa where you lay down and sleep at the end. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I know. So I can't when do you that lay one. down. Okay, so you like the chaturanga when you like go down into the upward dog, and then you, what do you like? I mean, like the Describe flow. It. You know what I mean? Like you just go move to move, and you're not like sitting there in poses so for yoga. an hour. Oh, you like hot vinyasa? Oh, yeah. I was thinking shavasana. Yes. Shavasana is where you lay there. Vinyasa is like flow, power right. flow. God, I work at a, a yoga studio. You, dingus. <laughs> they're gonna give you such hell. I know. Sorry, guys. My bad. And my roommate's so, also like a yoga instructor too, so oops. Yeah, yoga is, um, for whatever reason in the past, like whenever I've started a health journey where I've kind of got off the beaten path, yoga's always been something that really draws me back in. And at first, when I first tried it, I had a patient that she was just like, you look stressed, like you need to go, you need to go hang out with my girl. And she, you know, she gifted me like a couple private sessions and I was like, okay, because like then I wasn't so intimidated, and it's weird because you know a lot of people who come were you know that'll come see me are intimidated, and they're like, oh, I'm so scared. Like once you go to a chiropractor, you always have to go, or whatever this or that, or I don't like the popping noise, and <laughs> so whatever ridiculous stories we tell ourselves, I was telling myself the same thing about yoga. I was like, well, I don't, you know, this is I might tear a muscle, or I might do, I'm not flexible, or this or that. I can't touch my toes. I can't do yoga. Like, or I'm not chill. I can't do yoga. Yeah, or I didn't want to be like the sucky guy in the class. Yeah. And uh, and so I, you know, I did those private sessions, and I realized like, wow, this is it actually felt great, and I did feel like I could breathe a little bit better, and I really, I really loved that like stress relief that I got from it, and the sweating going along with it was just like. Uh, <laughs> I feel like so when you sweat more in hot yoga, I, I genuinely feel more confident the sweatier I am because I feel like it's work and I feel like it means that I'm there. It means that I'm like, my body is in it, my head is in it. I, I agree completely. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when you have this identity crisis, because the same thing happens to a lot of people when they get scared to go to a chiropractor. They're, they're talking about the popping noise or they're like, oh, I just want to go and get adjusted. So they, you know, maybe they feel sore one day and they're like, oh, I just need to go get adjusted, like pop, pop and we're good. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you kind of need to create a whole nother sector of wellness, the way you think about chiropractors, kind of the way you think about yoga. Like it is a totally different practice, you know, but if you can get it down or if you can just appreciate it, then, you know, it really can change your journey in fitness, Absolutely. mobility, strength, all that stuff. So 
at a Cairo, what do you think? Everybody should go, or do you think that you just have to have a reason? Or <clears throat> well, I don't think it's for everyone because I mean, if if someone can't relax like at all, then it's only going to get them so far. I'd rather them go do something else before they come see me, and maybe eventually down the line they'll be ready for me, to, you know, to come get adjusted. Yeah, so it's not for <laughs> it's not for everyone at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously there's some like muscle work therapy stuff we can do and stretching and strengthening, mm-hmm. but as, or maybe like gentle activator adjustments. You know what that is? No. Just like a little instrument. Um, but like the actual like manual stuff, mm-hmm. there's only so much I can do on certain people. So I'd rather them go, you know, potentially get a massage before they come and see me. But as far as it being for everyone, I mean, if everyone's got a spine, it's for everyone, right? So good and, point. Exactly. Damn so, well put. Right. So it's like for whatever reason over the years, dentists were really good about educating people on getting consistent dental checks every once in a while. Um, and dental cleanings once in a while, but for whatever reason, the my predecessors didn't do such a good job. Although it's very, very important now, obviously more than once every six months because we move our bones and our joints a lot more than we move our teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you should be going much more frequently than once every six months or once every five years. Who adjusts you? So I I work alongside another chiropractor in um, in West Ashley, mm-hmm. and then my sister is also in Charleston. That's in Somerville, oh. so she's a chiropractor as well. Oh, is it th- so? Is it just you guys? Is it the whole family? Is it? Just- yeah, everyone asks that. No, it's just us. Very cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so before we wrap up, what I have two questions that I've just now started to do for interviews. You might have heard it on the Ryan Reed podcast. Um, two questions for you, and then I want to get some resources. What is the last thing you ate, and what is your most recent Google history search? <laughs> <laughs> well, the most recent thing I ate was, this, this is very boring, it was just a protein bar. <laughs> that is boring. It is what very kind? boring. Oh, God, I didn't even like it. I don't even know. It was from Earth Fair. It was like one gram of carbs. So I was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, that's not very interesting. Um, and then the last Google search. Your phone's right there. Well, I guess I need to probably look at that. I know that's a something. What's that yours? My, that's a game that my sister. No, the question is not for me. I am not the guest. Um, but my sister and I play this game, and I'll be, I'll just steal her phone randomly, so she won't be able to clear any of her search history, and I'll read it out. It's like, how did I get a ring back tone? Or like, <laughs> just terrible stuff. Or you know, what's the most recent? Never mind. Is it bad that I don't know how to do this? I don't know if you want me to do it. Anyways, <laughs> what's like the weirdest last thing that you were thinking about? Uh oh. Um. How to be on a podcast? I don't know. No, I did not. I did not Google that for the. Well, record. give us one fun fact. You're killing this vibe. I Come know, on. right? I know. Sorry, sorry for the <laughs> listeners that are suffering through this. Um, Gosh, I mean, the one last thought is I love Charleston. I've been here two months, and it feels like it's already home. The people here are great. There's a lot of there's a lot of Midwestern people. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, there are um, a lot of people from Ohio lately, I feel like. Yeah, Ohio, and huh. I just recently met a Michigander, too. That's what it's huh. called, Michiganders. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Thanks. so, um, but yeah, everything's, the, the community down here, it's, it's very... I don't know, because I, I came from Atlanta, so I just moved out here from Atlanta. Okay. And Atlanta's a very, very big town. So this is a big town, but it's like where there's always something to do, but like it has the best things about like a big town. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's, there's, uh, you can, a lot of outdoor things, you can go, you can't do too much hiking, but you, a lot of 
you know, you can go run, you can run the bridge, you can... Parks everywhere, the beach. Oh yeah, the beach. Yeah. So, I just, I love it. Well, Charleston welcomes you. We are so happy to have you. Yes. Um, and then for everyone listening, what is, what are some of your favorite resources? So a book, a podcast, um, anything people can take home for them. It could be life, health, productivity, doesn't matter. Um, so like I said, go and visit that, go and visit my blog, drjace.com. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think, I think we need to, uh, I'm going to leave you with this. So we all kind of make decisions on how our day is going to go from the time we wake up. Mm -hmm. So your first thoughts and how you're going to feel about the rest of your day is, is how you set your morning. So make sure that you're putting the right thoughts in your brain and make sure you're boosting yourself with positive attitude and that you're going to be successful in whatever journey you're doing if you're trying to change your diet if you're trying to get on a uh, get healthier in general you know you it's you need to find certain people that'll team up with you and make you accountable to help you be successful so understanding that it comes from more of a mindset and being ready and not only being ready, but being positive mm -hmm. that you can grow and you can change. I think that's super important. I want you guys to, to understand that as well. Love that. Well, thank you so, so much for being here again. It is Dr. Jace and Howard, the Chihuahua is here. Hi, hey, Howie. Um, you just spent the whole morning <laughs> uh, giving Dr. Jace the evil eye, but go follow him at dr.jace, J-A-S-E. Um, on Instagram, check out his blog. It'll be in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and you. We're so happy